Well, it's Pentecost Sunday. We're back, at least for the moment. There's not four cop cars across the street watching, are there? Listen, they were wrestling next door, so I'm not worried. You know, we're not, I mean, we do hug, but you understand what I'm saying, man? There were sweaty people next door wrestling, and there was a, full, a house full of them. I'm like, what is even going on around here? We're having church. That's all I said, you know? So there's, um, I'm just excited for what the Lord's going to do, and I know there's a message that he wants to release tonight. So in the light that it is Pentecost Sunday, we're expecting the Holy Spirit to boom and fall on us at the end of the service, right? We don't have to lay hands on anyone, just the fire will fall, okay? That's what I'm believing for. Any place you need God, you just, like a sponge, just receive, okay? And um, But I, I do, there's some things that are weighing heavy on my heart that I do feel like, how many, I do feel like we need to address, okay? How many know our country's in like, listen, I've been so off of media that I didn't know what was going on. And then I had a couple of young men who I, who I do mentor and I do t speak into their lives. They were like making me aware of some things and I'm like clueless as to what's going on. I probably almost offended, I probably, no, I probably likely offended at least one. But I, it was not on purpose. It's because of how many know that we, we perish and we die for lack of knowledge, right? And so what I want us to do is step into a place tonight where we're acknowledging the Lord and what he's doing right now in this hour and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us. And I know God has great destiny for America. Do you know that? I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a, amazing. And, and what we're not going to do is we're not going to do like we've been doing. Right? We can gather for corporate stuff, but we need to start mobilizing and getting out and going. And you don't need a whole lot of training. You've got enough training. Come on, YouTube's filled with training. I teach enough here to choke you anyway. Right? No, seriously. And, and when, we, when it continues like that, right, we're always eating, 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 and we never give out. Listen, the world is dying right now. I'm going to rehearse some things that we already know, but I, I really feel like that the Holy Spirit is being very strong. I, it's like I can't shake certain things, and even this, the issue of racism, it's a huge thing right now, and, and it's not been, it didn't just all of a sudden show up. You understand what I'm saying? You understand that there's been covenants broken from the beginning, from the inception of this country that were, were done to take things away from and to oppress people. And, and we have a history of, of oppression. And we need to know, it just can't be, an, uh, we can't just sit here as, as, a, as a, uh, a body and just repent of it. There has to be action. I'm telling you, this and, I, and I, listen, I've, I've just stumbled into this. Like, it wasn't by accident. When I went to go be a part of an ordination, and then I ended up, you know, in a, in a foot washing thing, and, and the Lord did it. The Lord did it. It was sovereign, and I'm saying that to say this, that there's power in what God's about to do if we just would give him our attention. How many know that this country was founded on a, on a, on an angelic visitation. Do you know that? You don't know that. You don't know that there was an angel called Union that showed up. No. Yeah, I didn't think we did. I was doing a little American history today, stuff that you don't read in history books. 
But it was General Washington that had an encounter with not just one angel, with multiple angels. Yeah, the Lord showed up and began to un unveil three things that the country was about to go through. But the, it was hundreds of years between, right? So he had a revelation of what was about to happen, even with the, red, with the British coming. He had a revelation. He knew what was going to happen. He knew how it was going to go down. And he saw civil war 100 years before it happened. He saw it. And he called the nations that were going to be involved with it. And I'm telling you, and he saw the last one, and the last one was the scariest one. And I'm going to read you portions of the, of the encounter. Is that okay? It's in a little bit of funny English, but I want to read it to you because I think it's important because I want to think of, I'm thinking of George Floyd tonight. I'm thinking of, of uh, Breonna, is it Breonna Taylor? I'm thinking of these people that have lost their lives over the last couple of months. And it's, listen, this has to be something that is spoken on and addressed and not just uh, uh, foot washing and we're good. I, and I honor that. And listen, I have the most powerful, I got a friend for my life from that. Like, this guy is the most amazing person on the planet for me right now. He is such a good man, such a humble heart, such a, and Lord ministered in multiple ways to people all over the room. So I'm saying this because we're not going to get into, it'll be heavy for a bit, but I'm going to deal with the scripture at the end because we need the fire of God and we need the glory of God. And it's not just to whip us up into a, a, a frenzy, a good Pentecostal charismatic frenzy. It's to get, in, to be charged by heaven for, for the, what's coming. Do you believe that there's a harvest? Listen, the billion soul harvest is just the youth. Do you remember that? Bob Jones had this vision, and he saw the billion soul harvest, and, this, and it was just youth. It was just youth and young adults. So that leaves another at least a billion. And so I'm talking to you now because all of a sudden, seven billion people have been stopped in their tracks in life. And it is not just a virus. It is a spiritual thing that's happening in the earth. It's something that is completely demonic, and, and there's something that's going on underneath. And I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories and all this, this mess because it doesn't even apply. We know that there's powers working underneath. We know this. We know that we're, we're warring against powers and principalities in, in dark places, in the heavenly places. But you know what? We have angels that are in heavenly places that are going to win this thing out because there's going to be a people that are committed and convinced that heaven has this thing. I'm telling you, God has it. And it's, no, it's, no, it's not time to fear. It's time to get like, if you're not, I know some of you, I can't look at certain people because I know you're already fired up. I know you want to see it go. I know you want to see things happen. And I'm telling you right now, the power of the gospel is the only way through these things. It's the only way to navigate through, through racial issues. It's the only way to navigate through fear. It's the only way is the gospel. And listen, you don't need to know another thing. You know the gospel. That Jesus came, and he came to reconcile all men to one another. You, all men to one another. It's, the Lord is so good about this because he said, my, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Listen, you have all the knowledge. It's in the book that's right next to you or in your smartphone. Come on. And I'm telling you, there's, this, there's amazing things that are about to happen if we will just partner, if we'll just commit ourselves to it. I'm saying commit ourselves to it. 
That means what I'm saying now is we need to mobilize, and it doesn't always need to be an event. Come on now. It, it can be just people saying, listen, let's just go to Haverhill. Let's go to Manchester. Let's go to wherever, and we're going to go talk to people. We're going to go to a restaurant. We're going to go eat, and we're going to win people for Jesus, or we're going to pray for the sick, or we're going to do whatever it takes that the gospel is released everywhere we go. Because they can't, are you awake yet? Are you fully awake yet? Because you shouldn't need another thing to wake you up. Like a world pandemic is enough. It should do it. And my heart is that God, wow, I'm yelling. And my heart is, is that Holy Spirit, don't allow us to sleep and slumber again once we get back to whatever normal will look like. I don't want normal. I want everything to be crazy and wild, and the presence of God to be with us in everything that we do. And I'm not doing that to whip us up into something. I'm telling you, there's something that the Lord wants to do. I just want you to see this because, listen, he had these two. I'm going back to General Washington. Track with me. I might need my water. So here's the thing. I'm just going to release this because it's so true. Listen, there was, there was um, and, and we could, I could categorize the last thing that happened to be anything. Thank you. But he had the two first two, and I'm just going to talk about the last thing that he saw. And it says this, and it said, again, I heard the mysterious voice saying, this is right from General Washington, from his diary, from his notes. It said, son, of the, and this is how the, how, first of all, let me just tell you about the angel that showed up. I'll back up. <laughs> the angel that showed up, he said she was beautiful. Like stunning Beautiful. And she was in a silver and blue dress. Come on, it's talking about governmental authority. It's talking about the spirit of authority coming and visiting him. So this was, the, this, was this woman, this angel. How does that work? Figure it out later. Right, I don't have time to get in all that. But the, the reality is that there was other angels that began to speak. And you can look this up online. Just say, look up General Washington. Angel. I'm telling you, there's the story's there. You can read the fullness of it. But I'm just going to give you the last part. It said, and I heard the mysterious voice saying, son of the republic. Let me tell you, <laughs> son of the republic. Just beginning to address him as who he was. Son of what I'm about to do, right? Look and learn. And this, this has kept coming back to him. Look and learn at this. The dark, shadowy angel placed the trumpet in his mouth and blew three distinct blasts. Taking the water from the ocean, he sprinkled it on Europe, Asia, and Africa. So here's what he saw. He saw the map just spread out flat on the ground. It says, when, then my eyes beheld a fearful scene. From each of these countries arose, a thick, arose thick black clouds, and they were soon joined to one. Throughout, throughout this mass, there were gleamed a dark red light. So this dark red light drew up, by which I saw hordes of armed men. Now let me just stop. Ready? We're going to have a little, little interpretation for a minute because that can be anything. But I, I saw hordes of, red, of, of armed men who, moving with the cloud, marched by land and sailed by sea to America. Our country was enveloped in a volume of cloud. And I see these vast armies devastate the whole country, burning villages, towns, cities that I beheld springing up. As my ears listened, 
to the thundering of cannons, clashing swords, and the shouts and cries of millions of mortal, in mortal combat, I heard again the mysterious voice saying, Son of the Republic, look and learn. When the voice had ceased, the dark shadowy angel placed his trumpet once more on his mouth, and he blew a long, fearful blast. Guys, are you kidding me? <laughs> instantly, instantly, a light as of a thousand suns shone down from above me and pierced and broke into fragments the dark cloud which enveloped America. Come on, somebody. That's a word right now for this time seen 250 years ago. Come on. General Washington and Kim Clement. I'm not kidding. But you know, he, we've, got no one to, we've got no one in the time that probably has any understanding of the things that we have now. Because why? Because Daniel said, at the end of the age, you're going to be able to interpret things. The things that, that were stored up for the past are now breaking open, right? So we live in an age where things can be broken open. And I see the army can be anything. Could be a spirit, could be armies of, of heaven, uh, angels, dark angels coming against the country. Uh, could be disease, could be pestilence, could be anything. So put, you know, put in the whatever you, whatever you want to believe for, I'm telling you, there doesn't have to be one singular interpretation of this because it could have been, was it World War III? I mean, was it World War II? Was it World War I? No. They didn't come on American soil. Then one of the commentators said maybe it was terrorism in America. Uh, maybe. Anyways, I'll keep going and then I'll talk. I'll commentary after. So it said, and, and pierced and broke into fragments the dark cloud which enveloped America. Let it be, Lord Jesus. At the same time, at the same moment, an angel upon whose head still shone the word union. And who bore our national flag on one hand and a sword in the other. Descended from heaven ascended onto the legion of white spirits, and these immediately joined the inhabitants of America, who I perceived were all nigh overcome. They weren't overcome, right? But who immediately, taking courage again, take courage again, closed up their broken ranks and renewed, renewed the battle. Again, amid the fearful noise of conflict, I heard the mysterious voice saying, Son of the Republic, look and learn. Over and over. He who has an ear, let him hear. As the voice ceased, the shadowy angel, for the last time, dripped water from the ocean and sprinkled it upon America. Instantly, the dark cloud rode back, together with the armies it had brought, leaving the inhabitants of the land victorious. Come on, somebody. Then once more I beheld the villages, towns, and cities springing up where I had seen them before, while the bright angel planted the, uh, the, the azure, A-Z-U-R-E, whatever that means, the azure standard. And he said, brought, and he had brought them into the midst of them, and he cried aloud with a voice, while the stars remain and the heavens send down dew from the earth, so shall the union last." And taken from his brow, the crown on which was blazoned the word union, he placed upon it the standard, while the people kneeling down said, Amen. 
The scene instantly began to fade and dissolve, and as I saw nothing but the rising, curling vapor I first beheld, this was also disappearing. I found myself once more gazing upon the mysterious visitor, who, in the same voice I had heard before, son of the republic, what you have seen in this and thus interpreted, three great perils will come upon the republic. The most fearful is the third. But in the greatest conflict, the whole world united shall not prevail against her. Let every child of the republic learn to live for his God, his land, and his union, and the union. With these words and, vision, and the vision vanished, I started, I started from my seat and felt that I had seen the vision wherein had been shown to me the birth, the progress, and the destiny of the United States. That's intense, guys. That's like, wow. What am I encouraged by? The prophetic word. It's intense, right? But here's the prophetic word. The most fearful was the third. But in the greatest conflict, the whole world united shall not prevail against her. Right now, we're living in this time. I promise you that there's something trying to take over and trying to push America out of the seat of government because we are the world power. And I'm, I'm not being political. I have to say some things. There's, there's some things that are, that are working underneath to undermine the American government. And we know that, right? I'm not going to get into all that right now because it, it, there's the, the Holy Spirit wants us to rise up. Ready? And that's why we have in this situation right now, you have people that have been cooped up for two, almost three months, right? And then you have all of a sudden we have this civil unrest. Right? So something's happening in America, and God's saying you can't to the church. Never mind the rest of the people out there who are, who are looting and rioting and may have been paid by this one and that one to do that. That's all good and fine. I'm telling you the church has to have a voice and not just have a voice be demonstrators in the same thing. Listen, Dr. King knew what he was doing. He said, if we can gather the peaceful ones together and they can walk in unity and in, and in synchronicity and believe together, we can overpower because the peaceful movement will do something. And I'm telling you, the Prince of Peace is wanting to come to this nation. Now listen, I, I come to, to just engage with you tonight because I, I say this because I'm serious. I don't want you to leave here and say, well, that was good, and he's fired up about America. No, no, I'm telling you, there's something at work trying to undermine everything that's going on and does not want the church to rise up because that will be the thing. The church, listen, are you salt? Yes. You should be thundering. Yes! Yeah. Come on. I don't care how many people are in here. You should knock me over. Are, are you salt? Yes. Okay. Are you light? Yes. Okay, I'm just checking. I want the right crowd tonight. That we have to walk as salt and light. And I'm telling you, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under his feet. But we need to be those that bring the gospel of peace. They don't know any different out there. you, you got anarchists that are just going to stage stuff and blow stuff up and burn buildings and leave cities in ruins. But where are we? Where are we? No, you're supposed to have a voice. And it's supposed to be someone. It didn't, it, it said in Ezekiel, he was looking for someone that would stand in the gap. 
And so the Holy Spirit is calling for people to stand in the gap. Not that you're all called to be all of a sudden protesters and, and quiet. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is make a difference. Blaze a trail. Come on, this place, is, we, we're going to blaze a trail. We have to blaze a trail. The church in New England has, must blaze a trail. The church in, in, in Boston, the church in the inner cities, the church in Manchester, Nashua, wherever, has to blaze a trail. Because you can't just live with civil unrest and murder and just, oh, we're, we're sorry. I honestly, I don't know what the solution is. I don't even know how to walk into it. I don't know. But the Lord is going to lead how that, what that looks like, what, it's, what, it's gonna, what the expression is going to be. But it can't just be a nice repentance ceremony and we walk away thinking everything's going to be okay. Because it, it's not. We've gone that route before. Over and over and over again. And I know if my people who are called by na my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and repent, right? Repent of our wicked ways. Turn from our wicked ways. But the problem is the turning thing, people out there don't know. So there has to be a demonstration of power. Come on, happy Pentecost. Come on, it's Pentecost Sunday, and the fire of God has to hit us with something that's going to ignite us to make a difference, that's going to bring change, that's going to bring the gospel all over the earth. But listen, here's what I believe. It's America's time now. I totally, I'm totally believing that God wants to pour out his spirit in America like he has not in the past. But it can't be, you know, smoke machines and skinny jeans. It's not going to, I like my skinny jeans. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying, right? It can't be about the show anymore. It's not that we do a big show. But you understand what I'm saying. There has to be power in, invested in, in, in your life that you, don't, you have to change. You cannot stay the same. You can't. You can't stay here and be comfortable, that's for sure, and be the same. Right? And so I'm not being harsh tonight. I'm saying I'm, bring, I'm bringing a reality because I know what the Lord wants to do. He wants to break this stuff open, right? And so just imagine this. If, if the founding, if the first president, he might not even been president. I don't even know when he got this. He might have been still general out there, not even, nothing was put into order yet. I don't even know what was going on. But he received the vision, and it was an angelic encounter. At the beginning of the vision, it said he, he closed his tent, ordered everyone to get out of there. Because this apparition, this woman appeared in the tent. And he said, everyone leave. And then he felt, he felt the presence of God. That's how the account goes. He felt the presence of God go over his whole body. So what's going to change us? What's going to change our posture? Where's the peace of God that we're going to live in, right? And I just got a few scriptures, and then I'm going to end with talking about Moses, because Moses is a good example. I know Jesus is the best example, but Moses is a good example of delivering a million people in the wilderness. But now, the, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, what we need now is hope. And what we need now is a spirit of peace resting upon us. 
Listen, people know it when you're nervous. People know it when you're afraid. People know it when you're not carrying the peace of God. I'm telling you, John Paul used to say, peace is where revelation begins to flow. It's the seat where revelation begins to move in your life. And the problem is we're so amped up and we're so worried about all kinds of other things around us that we don't live in this peace. But I'm telling you, God wants to release hope for us tonight to know that we're walking in a path that's already been seen. And does the, listen, the prophetic word can fail. I'm telling you right now, prophetic words are conditional. So if we stay in this mentality like it'll all be all right, just let it, time will tell. I'm telling you that's not going to happen. I'm telling you, God's calling you to be ignited, to be lit up tonight. Come on, the, 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 new, the, new, the, new, the, new, the new model around here is get lit. I'm telling you, you got to get lit for the pre, for the pres, with the presence of God. You need to stop whatever you're doing and get lit with the Holy Spirit, right? And so there's something that he wants to bring and he wants to breathe hope into us tonight and release the fire of God that doesn't ever go out. It won't ever go out. If you really get lit up by God, you, it, you, it doesn't go out. Come on. You need the Holy Ghost. Watching people walk by. Now I urge you, ready? <laughs> Romans 16. Now I urge you, brethren, note that those who cause division and offenses, this is when we got to deal with the division and offense. Ready? If you're offended, if you're constantly offended, it blocks peace. It blocks the flow. It shuts off the Holy Spirit moving in your life. You're always, when I'm always offended at someone or something, that shuts it all down, right? It says, but I urge you, brethren, note, those who cause division and offense contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. Uh-oh. For those who are in such do not serve the Lord Jesus, but their own belly. And by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Just keep that word simple because the gospel is simple. And the gospel is received by those who are pure in heart, those who are innocent, those who are meek. When all the, when all the walls go down, I can receive the gospel. I'm telling you, it took me to knock the tar out of me, and, and whatever was controlling me needed to take, you know, had to take a back seat because I gave up. Like, God, I don't know. I don't want to live like this anymore, but you have to come and you have to do it. So I became humble so that he could come in and, and attach himself to my life. All right? And he came in and, and wrecked my life. And come on, the longer, the more I desire him, the more I get really, really lit up in God. The more hungry I get. Come on, there's more people out there. Where was I? Okay. Remember, hearts of the simple. Yeah, get lit. Come on. Ready? For your obedience has become known to all. Ready? That's a good word. Your obedience has become known to all. 
Listen, because you listened to Jesus and you did exactly what he said to do, it's become known to everyone. And this is how favor falls on churches. This is how favor falls on individuals. It's because they do exactly what the Lord says. If I do what he says, if I hear what he's saying, and I begin to do just what he wants me to do. You know, I haven't preached to a crowd in a while. I feel good here. This is good. Become known to all. Therefore, I'm glad on your behalf. Come on, Paul's glad on someone else's behalf. Why? Because the power of God is moving. But I want you to be wise and do what is good and simple concerning evil. I know there's no brain surgeons in here. Come on, some of you are a lot smarter than I am. But I'm telling you, it's for the simple, right? And we don't need a diagram to tell us what's evil. Church people, people who know and have a conscience, unless your conscience is completely seared and you're sitting in church, if that's the case, we're casting devils out of you before you leave here. But I, come on, that was supposed to be a joke. One person laughed. Come on. Here's the deal. Here's the, the, the scripture I spoke earlier. But the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The God of peace. When we recognize what's evil in the world, when we recognize and don't just say, oh, it'll go away. I'm, it doesn't apply to me because I'm in, I live in Caucasian land. Oh, I'm telling you. No, I'm going to touch some people now. Seriously, because we feel unaffected by anything. We don't live in Baltimore. I don't live in Ferguson. <laughs> I didn't live in L.A. when it was burning the city down. I don't live in Minneapolis. And I don't watch the news, so I stay there, and I'm not even, I don't even have an understanding. Like, I, I'm perishing because of lack of knowledge. Seriously. Well, it's got me on a thing with the news now. How much do I take? How much do I not take? Because I don't want to hear any more about corona. I'm good. I'm good. This too shall pass. Maybe someday. Maybe by 2022. I don't know. But that doesn't concern me. This concerns me. And what's the deal? People locked up for three months, and there's there's just anxiety, and then murder, unjust murder takes place from people, from people who are supposed to be in authority, who, are, who, who put their hand on this book probably and said, I swear that I'll abide by the U.S. Constitution. I'm telling you, come on, this is real. yet have 15 other charges or 16 other charges. Anyway, I can get real angry real fast on that situation. But the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Come on, that's a good word for you. The God of peace will crush Satan. That means when we're turmoil, when we're fighting and we're having turmoil, even amongst ourselves, right, that God wants to step in and he wants to reconcile us. Ready? You can go to Ephesians chapter 2. It says the whole thing. Listen, do you know Paul preached the whole thing? Do you know there was contention with him and Peter over G Gentiles and Jews? 
It's all racism. No, they can't be saved. They're unclean. Peter had a revelation from heaven and it still didn't happen. He still had to be like, Peter. So what do we do? It's good. I'm going to bring it to an end quick. Maybe. Go to Exodus 32. I just, I just felt like the Lord was like really clear. Exodus 32. Now we know the story, right? Now here's the deal. Moses has been walking with God. He's been arguing with God. He's like, God, you give me these people. They're all crazy. This is the world we live in. Right? So however, however million people are in New England, we just take care of our region, right? If we took care of our region, it'd be awesome. <laughs> you know? Took care of two cities, right? 300,000 in southern New Hampshire. That's, that's, I, that's pretty good. Come on, but I can believe the Lord can give us greater influence to touch more. Right? Because we stand in a place where we're, what I said before, when we're obedient, he notes it. And it's apparent to all. So here's the deal. Moses is sitting there and he said, God, you need to take me. You ready? Verse 33. Verse chapter 32 says, and the Lord said all the time, the Lord spake unto Moses. The Lord spake unto Moses. We wish we were Moses. Come on, and we're in the New Testament. Never heard of a guy that spoke more to the Lord. Right? The Lord said to Moses, whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out from my book. Now, therefore, go lead these people to a place which I've spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in, that, in the day when I visit your punishment, I'm not preaching gloom and doom here, I'm preaching grace, but I will visit, I will visit punishment upon their sins. And I'm telling you, this is why I have to stop here for a second, right? I go back to, we're going to go back to the beginning and the inception of the country, right? I preached a message on this already, and we didn't ever put it out, and it's so crazy because this all didn't, like, the third strike didn't happen until after this. But I, we, well, all of a sudden, we wonder why, wonder why we're in the situation we're in, even with the churches being shut down and all the rights and all this, you know, we, we want to yell for our rights, but then when it's time to, like, have church as normal, we don't show up, we don't come passionate, we're like, oh, now you've all been locked up, you're good, it's good, I should, you know, we should lock up every couple months. No, no, come on now. Holy Spirit wants us to be vibrant always, like going after him always, right? So it says, so the Lord plagued the people because of what they did in worshiping idols. Am I saying this is judgment? I don't know. I don't know where to categorize it. All of a sudden, all, of a sudden, all I know is 7 billion people would get stopped. And we've all been contained. The whole world. That's something else. Something I never seen. My parents, my grandparents, and the, the parents before the parents. Come on. It's never happened like this. And so here's what I want to say to you. God gave him a promise. Now, therefore, go lead the people into the place I have spoken to you. Behold, my angels shall go before you. 
My angel shall go before you. You would think that's enough. That's enough for me. I'm, I'm liking that. Those are good odds. If I have the angel of the Lord with me, I'm doing good. Like I got angels with me. I got an entourage, right? But I don't want just the angel entourage. I want him. I want his glory. I want his presence. And so Moses' cry, which should be the church's cry today. Like I know we've been locked up. I know we've been cooped up. And I know this has been, how many have spent time with the Lord Jesus? You better have. You better raise your hands in this church. <laughs> The Lord wants to come and visit you in a fresh way. What did Moses say? He goes into chapter 33, verse 12. Let's go down, the promise of your presence, because that's what we want. The angel's good, but I want his presence. And then it says, the Lord said unto Moses, come on. I wish he'd talk to me like that. The Lord spoke unto Miles. See that you say to me, bring up this people, but I say to you not, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. So this, this is like he already told him, and even earlier, and he goes on to say in verse 14, he says, my presence will go with you, and I'll give you rest. Verse 14, my presence will go with you, and I'll give you rest. There's something that the Lord wants to do in this hour. Move ahead, right? Because he says, listen. Then he said to him, if your presence goes with, doesn't go with us, don't bring me up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are in the face of the earth. And so the Lord said unto Moses, I will also do this thing which I have spoken to you. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, please show me your glory. What am I saying to us tonight? Listen, there's a place where we need to come. He, he was used to deliver over a million people out of the land of Egypt. Can I, can I propose to you something? Can I propose to you that in, in Exodus chapter 3, when Moses first met God, he wasn't asking for that? Do you remember that? Do you remember that it says that the angel was a flame of fire? What am I saying to us tonight? I'm asking you tonight, if you're having the same encounter with the Lord that you first did when you first met him. It all goes back to first love. But I am saying that he asked the Lord, maybe he wasn't seeing. You know, there was so much familiarity with what he was. He was talking with the Lord and they were bringing him through process. And they were trying to bring the people out of Egypt. And there was always, always a, a, a verbal communication. And maybe he got used to what he was always doing with the Lord. I'm telling you guys, I, I look at the backside of this, what's, where we are now, and I feel like, God, we were comfortable. We always heard you in the same way. Come on, none of the prophets saw what was going to happen. No, I don't, I don't think anyone saw anything that we're, we're hearing now, right? 
And, and no, one, no one picked it up that there was going to be a global pandemic. Who's hearing from the Lord? Oh, that would be one that you'd say, whoa, he didn't miss that one. I'm telling you this to say, listen, the Holy Spirit is crying out in this hour. When they were all in one place and in one accord, they had been with Jesus. They had walked with Jesus. And Jesus says, it's better for you that I go away now so that the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And you're saying right now, I know that scripture. Well, do you? Every one of us in this room have to believe for a, another installment of what God wants to do in this hour. And I'm telling you, it's not going to be the same. It went from just his presence to God, show me your glory. I want to see the flame of God once again. That's why I say in the first encounter that he had with, with the Lord in, in Exodus chapter 3, and now with 30 chapters later and a lot of stuff has happened. <laughs> and now he's saying, no, I don't, your angel coming with me is not enough. I'm going to propose to you tonight that all of us have what's greater. If you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, something in your life is going to change. You will never be the same. And some of us need a fresh baptism tonight of things that we've already known. You've become familiar. And come on, after, after your uh, <laughs> quarantine, you should not be familiar anymore. This is an opportunity for the Lord to just come and settle on this place. So guys, I want you to help me one more time. And we're just going to worship that actually the song that we left off on. Because I know that the Lord wants to drop fire in your, in, in your spirit right now. But can you believe right now that Pentecost would actually come to you? Like we wouldn't just rah-rah Pentecost tonight. That Pentecost would actually come to you. Because it said that they were on one place and they were in one accord. And, you, and, and, and I'm telling you, God, yeah, the union thing, right? In unity, I'm telling you there's a baptism of unity that the Lord wants to put on the body of Christ. Because look it, go back to the Tower of Babel. The Lord shut it down. He said, if they're all communicating, if they all have one heart, if they're all in one accord, I have to shut this down. I have to scramble their language so that they can't work together. And here's the deal. You've been given a language. It's called the language of the Spirit. If you haven't been baptized with the Holy Spirit, now's a good time to ask for the Holy Spirit to come because you don't even need a man. It says they were all in one place in one accord. They didn't have the evangelist going around the room saying, fire, 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 fire. Or even yelling fire. No, they saw fire and went, fire! There was a sound. And just like Moses encountered him in another way, I believe tonight you can encounter the Lord in a fresh way. This goes back to what I was saying, though. You cannot stay the same. You must, you must, I must step into something brand new. Come on, he wants to see you declare all his glory. He wants to see the favor and the presence. Listen, Moses grew in favor. 
Moses grew in the presence of God. Moses had another installment of who God was in those moments, and he said, I'm taking him out. Come on, they had been in plagues and pestilence and all kinds of things when they were in Egypt. Finally got them out of there. And we've gone through Passover. Come on, and we're here at Pentecost tonight. I feel like the Lord has a divine assignment. He wants to put the church in union. He wants to put us in unity. He wants to fill you in a way that he has not. He wants you to shake off old mindsets. And listen, that prophecy, I'm believing that the, that the church in America is going to rise up in a new place, carrying, listen, the new, the new awakening fire, glory. It, there's going to be a harvest, and there's going to be a harvest of glory. That the glory of God is on a church. That the glory of God is on a people. That move with the presence of God. That don't quit, that don't get discouraged, that don't get fearful. And if you do, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under his feet shortly, like in a minute, like now. So any place you've been in turmoil, any place where you don't know the assignment, come on, God has the assignment. You all have divine assignment right now, right now in this moment. Help me out. We're just going to worship. I'm not going to end it. You can leave when you're done. But I'm, 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 I'm urging you tonight. Touch Jesus. Let the fire change us. It's come like a flame of fire. It's come like a flame of fire. It's come like a flame of fire. You're fire. You're allowed to worship in freedom. It's come like a flame of fire. It's come like a flame of fire. It's come like a flame of fire. Come like a flame of fire. A mighty rushing wind, our praise will rend the heavens. Come fall afresh again. Come like a flame of fire, a mighty rushing wind. Our praise will rend the heavens. Come fall afresh again. Come like a flame of fire. A mighty rushing wind, our praise will rend the hills. Come fall afresh again, come like a flame of fire. A mighty rushing wind, our praise will rend the heavens. Come fall afresh again, come like a flame of fire. A mighty rushing 